Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. John Newton was an unusual preacher. His parish was a small town in England, consisting of about 2,500 mostly poor and illiterate folk. His sermons were unique compared to other preachers. They were sometimes considered coarse and unrefined. He spoke from his experiences, making his life personal and like one of the people, unlike those of his peers. He became very popular and they had to increase the size of their church for the crowd that came to hear him and he was asked to travel and preach in other areas. What were some of those experiences that he had before that led him to become a minister? John Newton was born in 1725. His mother died of tuberculosis when he was only six. His father was a merchant and at sea. At 11, he joined his father aboard a ship as an apprentice. After his father retired, Newton went on to become a midshipman but he soon gained the reputation as being insubordinate and defiant, a master at cursing. He renounced God and all what little faith he did have. He went on into sin and rebellion, describing himself as one of the worst. Because of that rebellion, he was forced into the British Navy and then deserted. He was then caught, flogged, and demoted. And through circumstances, ended up working on a slave ship. He was almost starved to death, chained at sea as one of the slaves, became a servant to one of the slave traders and was brutally treated. His life was spared only when a sea captain that had known his father recognized him. Then in 1748, while in the North Atlantic on the ship Greyhound, he found himself to be in a violent storm. Newton watched a shipmate being swept overboard from the same spot where he was standing just a few moments before. The ship was in peril and looked to be lost. Newton and another shipmate tied themselves to the ship's pump while they worked to try to get the incoming water out of the ship. As he proposed this action to the captain, he said, if this will not do, then Lord have mercy on us. Those words he spoke were true, and those words went to his heart. Newton later returned to the deck and steered the ship for the next 11 hours through the storm. But during his time at the wheel, he considered his circumstances and the words which he had spoken and even prayed. He later shared that he believed that God spoke to him through the storm and that grace had begun to work. John Newton considered that the day of his conversion. That was May 10th, 1748. In time, he would leave the slave trade, marry, become a minister in the town of Olney. He became close friends to a man named William Cowper, a poet, and between the two published a book of hymns. 
the first edition printed in 1779 with Newton writing 280 of the 348 hymns. According to Newton, unconverted sinners were blinded by the God of this world until mercy came to us not only undeserved, but undesired. Our hearts endeavored to shut him out until he overcame us by the power of his grace. That statement is truly reflected in one of Newton's hymns, which has become one of the most popular hymns of all time. Amazing Grace is here ministered as Amazing Grace, The Chains Are Gone by Paul Peters. Listen to the song and the words and let God minister to you the grace of God. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught.
Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see, was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Thank you, Paul. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. And grant us repentance. Father, let the power of my Lord be great and grant us repentance. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. I'd like us to turn to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Wonderful thing about the Bible. One of the first things I learned when I came to Water of Life that Doyle Davidson taught was that the most important words that you need to know in the, in the Bible, God defines in the Bible. So you don't need another book to define the Word of God. Hebrews 11 verse 1, Now faith, now faith, here's the definition of faith, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, hope here means confidence, being persuaded. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the hope of things confident in, for it is the evidence of things not seen. And if you go to verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. It is impossible to please God without faith. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We're going to look at some examples today of what Jesus, what Jesus called faith because Jesus will show you what faith is. The first place we're going to go to is Matthew 8. And we're going to look at what Jesus called faith. I'm going to begin in verse 5. And when Jesus was entered at Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Notice here, the centurion went to Jesus went to him on behalf of somebody else. Not on his own behalf, but on behalf of somebody else. He said, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me. You know, a centurion is a soldier that has a hundred soldiers underneath him. 
He said, having soldiers underneath me. And I say to this man, go and he goeth and to another come and he cometh. And to my servant, do this and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Jesus called what this centurion told him, faith. He called this faith. And what did the centurion tell him? Well, he said that speak the word only and my servant shall be healed for I am a man under authority. So he knew Jesus had authority. He knew the word of Jesus had authority. And what did Jesus call that? He called that faith. He called that faith. And Jesus went on. He said, I say unto you that many shall come from the east and from the west and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way. And as thou hast believed, as thou hast believed, as thou hast what you had confidence in, what you expected of me, so shall it be done unto you. Thou hast believed. Now, let's go to the next one. Matthew 15. And I'm going to begin in verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Notice again. She's coming on the behalf of somebody else. Do you see, you can do that too. You can go to Jesus on behalf of somebody else. She went on behalf of her daughter and she said, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her, not a word. And his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away for she crieth out after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. Notice what was involved in worship. Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Notice he tried to put her aside in a sense. And what did she do? She said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. He called what this woman did faith. What did she do? She didn't take no for an answer. She didn't take no for an answer. She kept coming. She worshiped him. She didn't take no for an answer. What did Jesus call that? He called that faith. He called that faith. Then he went on. He said, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. Even as thou wilt. What you wanted. Be it unto thee, even as you wanted. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. All right, let's go to another one. Luke 7. I'm going to begin in verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went unto the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, 
which was a sinner, a sinner. This woman was a sinner. And when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet, she went to the Pharisee's house and she wasn't even invited. She stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spoke within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this was that touches him, for she is a sinner. Everybody in town knew this woman was a sinner. Everybody knew this woman was a sinner. And what did Jesus do? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, he called him Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, notice both had nothing to pay. He frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore, which of them will love him the most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And Jesus said unto him, thou has rightly judged. Do you see what Jesus said? Simon, what you just said is correct. Thou has rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said to Simon, seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house, thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in has not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou dost not anoint, but this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore, I say unto thee, he's talking to Simon, her sins which are many, which are many. Notice, which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And then notice, and they that sat at me with him began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins also? And then Jesus said to the woman, now look at this statement. He said, thy faith has saved thee. Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Two things I want you to see here. What did Jesus call faith? She went to a place she wasn't even invited to. She worshiped Jesus, kissing his feet, anointing them with ointment and crying, wiping his feet with the tears of her own hair. That's what Jesus called faith. And notice something else. Notice what Jesus called that her sins being forgiven. He said, thy faith has saved thee. Jesus called forgiving her sins saved. You hear me? Jesus called forgiving her sins salvation, being saved. Oh, do you mean that being saved might mean something more? than just being born again? 
Well, let's take another look. Let's go to Luke 18. I love this one. And it came to pass as he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. He couldn't see. He was blind. But he heard the multitude around him. He said, what's going on? They told him that Jesus of Nazareth passes by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He cried. Not a little whimper. He cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace. Be quiet. You're too loud. Be quiet. You're too loud. But he cried so much the more, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, Jesus asked him saying, what will thou that I should do unto thee? Jesus asked him, what do you want? You know, Jesus didn't assume. He said, what do you want? And he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. Thy faith has saved thee. What did Jesus call faith? He didn't stop. He wasn't quiet. He kept crying out. Even though they told him to be quiet, he didn't stop crying out until he got Jesus' attention. He didn't stop until he got Jesus' attention. And you know what Jesus called that? He called that faith. He called that faith. And you know what else Jesus said? Jesus called his eyes being healed saved. He called Jesus' eyes being healed saved. Salvation. Salvation isn't only just being born again. It is everything you need. Everything you need. Now, you say, okay, but they, they had Jesus there among them. Jesus was right there. They could go to Jesus and touch him. All right, turn to 1 Corinthians 6. I'm going to read verse 17. That he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Are you born again? Are you born again? If you are born again, you have the spirit of Jesus right here in your belly. Right here in your belly. The spirit of Jesus. Not the Holy Spirit. When you are born again, it is the spirit of Jesus right here in your belly. Can you get any closer to Jesus? Can you get any closer to him? No, he is inside you. Now, who do you go to? The one that is inside you. I have a great song for this. It is by the Brown Brothers and it's called Sojourner. Let God minister to you while it plays and go to the one that lives inside you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give it to 
of Jesus inside you, you need to. Jesus said you must be born again. How are you born again? Romans 10 verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be set at safety. Anything you need. Now, listen to this. Jesus went to the cross for you and he paid for your sin. So you can go to him and get forgiveness and you will get it. He bore every sickness and disease of yours. So any sickness and disease you have, you can go to him and you will get it. It's already been bought. If you have need of finances, if you are in poverty, you can go to Jesus and he will give you prosperity because that's what he paid for for you on that cross. You can go to him for those. If you need deliverance of anything, of an addiction or anything that is hindering you, Jesus already bought that for you on the cross and you can go to him and you will get it. You will get it if you don't let him go. Don't let him go. You keep coming until you get exactly what you need. The question is, how bad do you want it? Let me hear from you. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 
75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.